0: You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast, hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST ST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball.
1: Welcome back. This is episode 57 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast, presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. I really wish his name was Joe Smith. That's so long know, to get so out long. at the beginning of the it's show. So long. BrandonrendiniFitness.com, where lifestyle and fitness go hand in hand. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host Chris.
2: It's my new thing.
1: Could it not be? <laughs> And stat guy, Rye. Hello. That's it. It's a very understated well, I hello. had
3: to bring the body down for me that intro.
1: All right, here we are, episode 57. Uh, Thursday evening, we're recording. The Yanks have an off day before they begin uh, the final stretch of games before the All-Star break. They're on an 11-game road trip in 10 days. No off days uh, and fire. they have a double header on Monday to make up for one of the uh, rainouts 40 rainouts. No, not quite 40, but... If 5,000 people tune into our podcast, how many thousand
2: just tuned off when I went, pow, Ryan, you know I've been watching <laughs>
1: Community, right? Yeah. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got Joe Rivera of the Sporting News on later Phenomenal. on in the show. Phenomenal. I, I love Joe's Joe. Joe's the best. Joe, he really is. That's what no. I call quality content. <laughs> no, that right there, that's quality content. Your input just makes this show so much better than it has any right of being. You talking about me or Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I think. He's a man, crush on Joe. No, you, you numbnut. Me? Well,
3: thanks, bro. Christian called me a friend this past weekend. Wow. He used to just be
2: my friend's brother.
3: You are. are. you graduated getting, from You get pretty are getting serious. Pretty real. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let's get to what yeah. the hell we so need to talk about. That guy Ry graduated from my friend's I brother to my friend. He's wow, my friend. Let's talk about what we need yeah, to
2: talk about. talk about. We have a, we have a pretty lengthy interview coming up, so
1: Oh, we wanted to go around the entire league with Joe uh because Joe's great at that. Joe just doesn't cover the Yankees. He's got more of a broad perspective over major mm-hmm. league baseball, so we wanted to uh Get his opinion on uh, the other potential playoff teams in the American League, and before we get into that, it is pre- we went over it in the interview a little bit. It is pretty shocking that we're sitting here, you know, a week to ten days, whatever it is, out before the All Star break in the American League playoff picture. I Forget mean, it. seating seating is up in the air, but the five teams that are going to make the playoffs are pretty set it's right done, now. But I'll say this. And we talk
2: about the Oakland A's a little bit. We we saw firsthand that they can be a good baseball team. I mean, they played the Yankees pretty well. So, I mean, I wouldn't fully count them out. I don't see it happening, but I mean, it's pretty much a lock at this point. Imagine if imagine if King Felix was still, you know, King Felix. The Mariners would have it easily locked up, possibly. Well, here's what I'll say about Oakland making
1: a run. They're seven games behind Seattle for the second wild card. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. And they're not the type of team that's going to go out there and make a
2: big splash at the deadline. No, but can, I mean, the biggest question is can Seattle sustain this type of play? If they can't, I could see Oakland
1: scaring them a little bit. I could. Uh, You know what? Nobody really cares about the Oakland Athletics. No. What they care about is Glaber Torres was placed on the disabled list after yesterday's game. See, uh, Glaber is on the disabled list with a right hip strain. Hip flexor strain. I don't even know what the f- what the hell. Well, oh you don't. Is. Well,
2: you're not an athlete, so you don't have a flexor. I am an athlete. I don't care how fat I get. I am an athlete.
1: So you're not Glaber Torres. I'm not Glaber Torres. Um, <clears throat>
3: hip flexors are several muscles That bring your legs and trunk together In a flexion movement
1: Thanks St- I still don't Doctor, know what that means Dr. Stack
3: Guy <laughs> Me doc- neither, I actually am more confused now
1: Dr. Guy Rye now <laughs> <laughs> Doc Guy Rye doc. Um, I, When I tweeted the news out yesterday I couldn't believe the amount of people That I was tweeting It's not a big deal It's only 10 games Blah 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 Losing labor Torres out of your lineup is a big deal. Absolutely. I don't – look, the Yankees are, are not overly concerned. They said this is a precautionary thing. You know, he'll be back after the 10 games. He's eligible to come off the DL the last game before the All-Star break, which means that he's not going to play again before – I think it's fair to say if the
2: All-Star break wasn't right around the corner, he probably wouldn't have been placed on the DL. Mm. I think they would have given him four or five games – But I think the, with the, putting him on the DL was mainly because now he has an extended amount of
1: time. You give him the extra week. Right. Yeah.
2: I think if this was a couple, uh, you know, a month and a half ago, uh, and he's producing the way he is, maybe they give him a handful of games and hope he works it out and then you throw him back out there. The biggest concern is that he felt fine. He went out there and it acted up again. That you never like to see that. And, All you think of in your head is just recurring injury. Every time he goes out there now, you're going to hold your breath that that this thing's going to act up again.
1: Well, this is not a new thing to him. Boone dropped it on us yesterday that this is something he's been dealing with for years. Apparently since he's been a professional baseball player. Well, they got to get it right. They got to make sure he's 100%. As great as he is, I mean, do you really want to deal with a guy that has a recurring hip injury every year? that You might have to DL once or twice to kind of, you know, quell this thing down a little
2: bit. They got it. I mean, look, he's hes a Major League Baseball player now. Dealing with an injury on the, on the big league level, I'm sure, is a little bit different than uh, down in AAA. I think they'll get him right. I hope they do. They This team needs him uh, to be in this lineup almost every night, and especially going forward as we get closer to the postseason. So uh, it is a big blow. Anyone who thinks it isn't is moronic. And especially when you're, you know, within a game of the division. So
1: yeah, it's a big deal. Torres' greatest asset to the Yankees right now, in my mind, is the fact that he hits ninth most nights. Where in Major League Baseball do you have a nine hitter that is batting 294 with 15 home runs? I gotta say, man, if I have to, if
2: I have to pick one specific thing that impresses me about this kid on the field, I said it to you guys the other night. He takes these inside pitches, and we're not talking inside corner, right? We're talking about inches away from his knees, and he turns on them and keeps them fair. That is the sign of an incredible hitter, him keeping his hands inside the ball like that. And for a young kid to be that composed and have that much talent, it's incredible. Yeah, just the way he makes adjustments during an at bat. Absolutely,
3: like he he picks up curveballs right away. Absolutely, makes...
2: everyone talks about that too. I mean, the the kids zero and two, and the next thing you know, it's a three two count. He Makes
1: great at bat. It's unbelievable, I mean,
2: and not always. It's not, not always, every time. No, not always.
1: But he for a kid so young, for a guy so young and really inexperienced in terms of playing professional baseball, the way he makes adjustments in at. In at, not even in a game in at
2: bat In at bat yeah it, listen I think his biggest weakness his kryptonite is the same as Greg Bird's right now it's that high fastball it's the seems to be the only pitch that you when you judge count, to that list yeah I guess yeah I mean. When when Torres is facing a power pitcher, the only time I don't see him adjusting is when he's down in the count, and that power pitcher throws a 98 mile per hour fastball high in the zone, down the plate, high in the zone, and he seems to swing at it almost every time. He thinks he can hit
1: it. So right. He doesn't adjust. You're right. He doesn't adjust. But you adjust know so what? Maybe one day he will hit I think that pitch. He did
3: pitch. Hit it once. Uh, he might have. Pitcher got it by him once, tried it again. And he had to
1: I mean,
2: the kid's up. that good. But he was just a little bit if he's taller. He's a little bit taller. It's my only nitpick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe he wishes he was a baller. Baller, little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. Skilo, a little bit before your time there, Chief. Come on. All right, it's not, look, we don't want to say losing Aaron Judge wouldn't be a big deal, but to me, it would be less of a big deal than losing Gleyber Torres. Because think about it. Now, John Carlson becomes your everyday right fielder or stays your DH, but then you call Clint Frazier up. Right, so I mean, yeah, Clint Frazier, Aaron Judge, maybe there's a there's a disparage in there, but not it's not that drastic. As now you're losing Glaber Torres and Neil Walker is going to be your starting second base. I'll say two things on this.
2: Putting aside calling up anyone, you have a DH right now that is more than capable of playing right field. Oh yeah, right. He's done it his whole career. He's been actually really good this year. So, that's completely different than losing Glaber Torres. And I'll say this. This team turned around this season when Torres was called up. And that's not by coincidence. This kid was supplanted into this lineup. And he has been absolutely phenomenal.
1: What more could you want Glaber Torres I don't care to do? if
2: it's three games. I don't care if it's ten games. This is a big loss right now for this team. Do, can they sustain it? Absolutely. I personally feel Neil Walker is going to do a good job in these 10, 11 games. Why? Right because now.
1: he's going to get regular playing time.
2: Yes. I, and and, I, and I, I, fu- I truly believe he is a serviceable player when he gets consistent playing time. Uh, right now, so, he's a, he's dismal. I mean, abysmal. Dismal and abysmal. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you said just bismal. <laughs> no, I said dismal
1: and we can throw in abysmal. Just to speak of that designated hitter that can also play right field, in his last 30 games, Mr. Stanton's hitting three fourteen with 10 dingers and 22 RBI. He's right on, I mean... So, for all the Twitter GMs out there that wanted him designated for assignment, thank the Lord that Brian Cashman does this not listen such to such a you. bad
2: move. I can't believe he
1: did this. Just for a comparison, take, money. can you bring up what Star and Cash is doing right now? Please, I just- I just want to hear this as a contest. And
2: while he does that, I'm just gonna say that I can't go on the Twitter account anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I maybe I'll post news, but after that I can't.
1: You I never cannot. when do you ever post news.
2: I never post news. Alright. So I post look, heart. You post news.
3: Castor's actually having a nice year. Sitting two ninety two. Five home runs, thirty one RBI, hundred hits in three. So and you four take the
1: out average bat. out of the equation, yeah. which, which I don't which, which, give a shit about when nobody cares about it anymore. And Stanton's average is actually He actually he has seventy one
3: strikeouts this year. He had ninety three all of last year with wow. Castro. So
2: I I think Stanton is hitting very well for... What, 275 right now? I don't have... Yeah, I
1: don't have... What's his Stan's average right now? He, I, think he, I don't think He, he was he, I don't 276 think a, the other day? No, he was like 267. He hasn't, oh. he hasn't eclipsed 270 yet. But I it's don't an, know. You might be wrong.
3: right now is hitting 267. Yeah. Ugh.
1: So much smarter than you.
3: 21 home runs, 51. So if, run. you, t- if
1: you take away the batting average, which apparently nobody cares about anymore, John Carl Stan in the last month has outproduced run production-wise... Starling Castro in the entire year. So tell me that alone isn't worth the trade. it's four times that the amount alone, of home runs. That alone, plus, let's take Stanton
2: out of the equation. If Castro's still here, we don't have a Glaber Torres up right now. Right? Maybe in a different position, but who knows what happens at that point. Think about that. Not only is Stanton having a better year, but the guy who we called up is producing more than Starling Castro. I love Starling Castro. I thought he was a great
1: player here. I really...
2: I, I, I really saw it I, on the, him in the postseason. I think he was a great clubhouse guy. You said it right away that that the Yankees might look to trade him.
1: He had, he had a terrible yeah, postseason. But think about it like this, and I don't think any, and we don't need to get on uh, start on Castro too much here. But I think part of the reasoning for making the Stanton deal and moving Castro is Cashman knew it would open up second base for Claymore Torres right. this year. he also opens third base for Andujar.
2: Yeah. I agree 100% cuz there was a there was a long time where I saw Torres as the third baseman mm-hmm. until Castro Well who
1: started because, who started third base for the Yankees at the beginning of this of the year? Who was the opening date there? Brandon base? Drury. Okay. Now Here's where I'm going to take this show down this path right now. Okay, guys, just come down this and road. And then are we
2: getting to Joe after this yes. just so the listeners know? Yes, and then okay. we'll get to Joe. And okay.
1: then after Joe, we'll just quickly recap run, run, run through the week that was, okay? I'm going to take a deep breath here. I cannot I don't even want to hear anybody utter the the name, and I'm not I don't want to curse because I want my point to be I made agree here. with you. I, like I don't. This. I don't even want to hear the name Brandon Drury said in my presence anymore. I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't want to see at Christian underscore nyyst or at nyy sports talk. I don't want to see you tweet those two words to me anymore. I cannot. And it has nothing to do with the guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he donates his time to sick kids. He might even go to church on the weekend. Or if he's a, or if he's a Jewish fellow, maybe he goes to synagogue on Saturday. I don't know. He might be a humanitarian, the greatest guy since Gandhi. But I hate Brandon Drury. I cannot stand the, the sound of his name anymore. And I'll tell you why. Every single time something goes wrong in the Yankee universe this year, Play Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury's got to play. I was at the game Monday night. 10th inning. Greg Bird's up with uh, the bases loaded Mm -hmm. and uh, one out. Why isn't Brandon Drury playing? Why isn't Brandon Drury playing? Why isn't Brandon Drury playing? Now we got uh, Glaber Torres hurt. The Yankees, when Brandon Drury came here, what did they say? Where was Brandon Drury going to play? Third. It was not even an option, even though he played most of his games at second base last year yep. was not even an option that he came here to play second base. Yep. What's the first thing out of anybody's mouth now? Well, Brandt's got to play second base. Brandt's got to play but second base. But back in the
2: day, it was when we said he's got to play third. It was he can't he, he he can't play second. Why why no? We were saying he's got to play second if they were going to keep Torres down. He can't play second. He's got to play third. Now everyone wants him to play wherever wherever the hell. There they is want. a
1: section of Yankee fans that have made me hate. Deve- I don't want to say hate. Developed a strong dislike for Brandon Drury. Me too. Brandon Drury is not Drury. Brandon-, <laughs> Brandon Drury is not the answer to every single one of the New York Yankees' problems. Okay. God forbid Luis Severino gets hurt and has to miss ten starts. You're, these people are going to tell me, "Well, Brandon Drury could, play, could start. probably Brandon Drury could start." I, I heard he throws eighty-five miles an hour and he's got a changeup. Brandon Drury could start. Are you done? Can I, can I come in and interject? You can come in now because I need to take a breath right now.
2: Because this 10th inning at bat with Greg Bird is mind boggling and I'm going to try not to curse, but I can't make any promises right now. Greg Bird, whether you like it or not, is the future first baseman of this organization in their eyes right now. That has not gone away. It's not going to go away anytime soon. The Hulk
1: agrees with you, by the way. So,
2: are you going to tell me that the future of this organization should be pinch hit for for a guy that hasn't had a base hit in how long? Because of lefties pitching? And then I have people tell, and I'm going back at them and saying, regardless of who's pitching, guess what? Greg Bird is your emergency catcher at this point, And Romine's not 100%. Who cares? You could end the game in one swing. You could do the same thing with Greg Bird. And then Drury come. And what? Drury's a guarantee? What did one person say to us? If it gets to that point and Drury doesn't come through, Yankees can just forfeit if <laughs> Romine gets hurt. Great fucking job. So what? We have the same outcome. Right? I mean, come on, people. Use your brains. I cannot tell you how many
1: people I fought, and and it's just the turnaround, the turnaround on these people of these of this section. What do you? Can we give them the 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 Drew crew or whatever? We'll come up with a cute nickname for it later. Drew crew, the Drew crew, the Drew crew. The Drew crew okay, the turnaround that Brandon's these bus. What'd you say?
2: <laughs> Brandon's bus. <laughs> I like
1: the Drew Crew. Is that parked next to the bread jet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The the Drew crew that nobody wanted Brandon Drury on this team when Cashman made the deal in spring training. Oh, you're going to take at bats away from Andujar, and you're going to and you're going to take away at bats from Gleyber Torres, and and when Drury made this team at an opening day, and Andujar was in triple a my god in heaven you would have thought that they killed jesus again because Andrew hart was in triple a for brandon drury now brandon drury is jesus that's
2: assuming you're not jewish <laughs> <laughs> yes i get your Do point you
1: understand what i'm saying now
2: and just, just so everyone knows... Jesus
1: Christ is the savior of man, <laughs> and
2: Brandon Drury is the savior of the New York Yankees. Just so everyone knows, this screaming is not for entertainment purposes of this show. Christian and I, and maybe even Stack Guy Rye, but he tries to stay out of these types of things. <laughs> we have been pent up for so many days now, and listen... I am not putting anyone down. I am not sitting here and saying I know more than anyone. I am not sitting here and saying that my opinion is the only opinion that is right. All I am saying is that someone has to be a voice of reason. And anyone who thinks that Brandon Drury is a guarantee in that spot in the 10th inning is an idiot. You are a fool. If you can't sit and think of both sides of the coin and say, yeah, maybe Brandon Drury might have been the better choice, but there's no guarantee, and then you're putting your team in a very vulnerable position, you are an idiot, and you are someone I don't want to talk to. But it goes
1: beyond that. It's just... I know. It's everything. It, it's the it's, greater, everything. it's the greater picture of the like
2: the Drew crew. And then they want him at first base now, Right. We saw what he did in, what, the first inning the other day? Bird picks that ball all day, and it didn't come back to bite him in the ass,
1: but who cares? People think this is Little League. The guy played three games in Scranton at first base, but now he's ready to step in and play... First base at a major league level for a team that's trying to compete to be the best team in the entire league. People think this is Little League. He's played three games in AAA. He's ready
2: for Greg first Bird base. Greg Bird has
1: been a catcher. Uh, he he was a catcher in high school. But Greg Bird has played first base since he was drafted by the New York Yankees. But that's just easily replaceable because... Drury, because he sucks. Because, because, because Drury Christ is, uh, is over there, okay? Drury... Uh, that's, Brandon... <laughs> Brandon Jesus Brandon Jesus And, and I'm sorry if you're not religious or you're Jewish or you're just not Christian in general but that's it's that's the way I see people putting drury up on this pedestal like Catholics put Jesus on on a pedestal and now you know what I'm not even going to say it cuz that not I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it
2: And last thing cuz we're going way too long right now and we're both going to die if we continue down this path. But anyone, I'm, I'm being serious right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you think that Greg Bird is just done, he shouldn't be given a chance, please stop thinking that way. I am not going to sit here and say that this guy is going to be a superstar anymore. I've had his back all every single year through all of his injuries. I still think he is going to be an incredible baseball player, but I won't sit here and say it with certainty right now because I'm waiting to see it now. However, when you look at the grand scheme of things, the big picture, this guy has under, what, 420 career at-bats? Jesus Christ, imagine if we... Brandon Drury. Drury. (laughs) Brandon Drury, imagine (laughs) if... We gave up on some of these players after 400 at
1: bats. Imagine. I'm glad, honestly, because uh, we weren't doing an NYY Sports Talk when Aaron Judge got called up. 41 strikeouts oh, and 82 at bats. Forget it.
2: Forget it. I can't imagine if we had the following we have now. I can't imagine. Uh, uh, but that's it for me.
1: The last this. thing I'm going to say, and it's like they don't even the Drew crew doesn't even want to listen to the manager in your Yankees. Aaron Boone, somebody even asked, I think a Drew crew was in, when Boone was standing outside his office last night, uh, when he, he did a second presser after the news came out that Glaber won in the DL, he comes out of his office, he's explaining to everybody what's going on, blah, 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 okay, so now, there was a member, there had to be a member of the Drew crew in the media gathering. Uh well, uh, Brandon Drury going to play second base, right? No, Brandon Drury will get some reps there. This way, we're covered in case of an emergency. But Neil Walker is going to get the lion's share of of time at second base while Glaber Torres is out. And we get 150 goddamn tweets, Drury damn tweets. I'm sorry about Brandon Drury playing second base. And then I say, rationally, you know, just to convey the the information, Aaron Boone said that. Neil Walker is playing the majority of the time at second base. They're going to give Drewy reps at second just to get him his feet right. wet in case of an emergency, but he is not an option for them. Well, Brand Drewy should play second base. Brand Drewie going to play second. He's better than Neil Walker. I don't care that he is better than Neil Walker. I'm telling you what the manager said. Okay, if the the manager, I have to go based
2: on what the manager in your and trust using. the guy who has a team with a record of fifty six and twenty eight. Oh, uh, Boone's an idiot because anyone could manage his team. So why the fuck do teams hire managers anymore? Boone's an idiot. Right? Why is
1: not Brandon Drury playing? Brandon, Dr- Brandon, Dr- Brandon Drury should play. He doesn't. Boone's an idiot. No, this whole this whole conversation is making me want to just honestly. I'll, I want to give myself a concussion so I don't remember these conversations I'm having. Enjoy
2: our interview with Joe
1: Rivera, <laughs> the <this> Sporting News. <sighs> I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I'm branch, glad we got that out. And huh?
2: I'm glad we got it out.
1: I'm sorry, system. Brandon Drury, if you listen to this podcast. I'm sure you're a great guy. I really, honestly, I'm sure you are. It really are. has nothing to do with and it, Brandon it, it Drury. It has nothing to do with him, and I really do think he's going to be a good and productive player for this team. I really do. I was for trading for him. Absolutely. But the Drew crew has ruined Brandon Drury for me. Yep, I'm sorry. me too. It,
2: makes me, it gives me a negative view on him. So.
1: you. Sorry, I hate you more than Sonny Gray now because of the Drew crew. Nice. Good for you. You want to get to Joe? Yes. (laughs) All right. um, So uh, we're going to jump in here now with our interview with Joe Rivera. Uh, Ran a little longer than we expected, but Joe gave us some very good content, very excellent content on not only the Yankees, but the rest of the American League as we uh, look forward. uh, All Star breaks just about 10 days away. So let's cut into the interview with Joe Rivera right now. All right, NYY Sports Talk is on with our good friend Joe Rivera of the Sporting News. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Joe, how you doing today, buddy?
0: Gentlemen, uh, greetings from a sunny, gorgeous Colonia, New Jersey.
1: Nice. Have, uh, Wait of
2: till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow. It's yeah. supposed to be. It's supposed to rain again.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> well, it just makes you appreciate the sunshine more, you know.
1: A little bit. All right, Joe, I was going through some notes uh, to prepare for this interview, and I noticed that the last time you were on, uh, Greg Bird, the day before, was put on the disabled list. And now today, or actually uh, yesterday, we find out that Glaber Torres was put on the disabled list the day before an appearance on this show. Joe, first question is, are you a curse to the New York Yankees when you come (laughs) on the NYY Sports Talk podcast? You're the
2: Madden curse of the NYY Sports Talk podcast.
0: Well, if there's anything to be known for, I guess uh, being known <laughs> for the jinx is as good as any, right? I mean, uh, uh, I won't, I won't take any credit for John Cole
1: hitting the, hitting a the home
0: run yesterday, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to label myself. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to label myself as a jinx, but if that's what I, uh, I'm known to be, then so be it.
1: We wanted to get you on, Joe, because we like your perspective uh, not only on the Yankees but around the entire league. So we're going to go through the American League as we sit. About a week before the All Star break, but the big news that all the Yankee fans want to talk about right now, uh, Glaber Torres is on the 10 day DL with a hip strain. Uh, we just want to get your thoughts on uh, what you think about the injury, how it's going to affect the ball club, and where the Yankees might go to uh, cover Torres while he's out.
0: You know, it hurts. It hurts for sure. I mean, you can't. The guy's lived up to every every amount of the hype. Uh, hitting almost 300, he was hitting you know over 300 for a stretch. Uh, the power is, you know, that's probably the most shocking thing about his game. Uh, not many people expected him to hit for the power that he, he has. And, uh, the thing about his power too is, is his home runs aren't Yankee Stadium home runs. He's doing it from the right side and he's, he's hitting balls, dead center field, right center, uh, real power. So yeah, it's going to hurt them. Uh, where they go from here is a good question. I mean, obviously Neil Walker is, you know, probably on, on, when it comes to the Yankees, he's probably on his eighth of his nine life. Uh, They really want him to pan out. The only thing I'm going to say about Neil Walker is, yes, he hasn't been, he hasn't played up to expectations, I guess, to this point this year, but also keep in mind that this is a position that Neil Walker has never had to deal with in the past. He's been an everyday player. Um, This year, he was coming off a very, very long wait for a contract, uh, given the issues with players uh, during spring training, so he's been all out of sorts, he's been all out of whack, so... And, and then asking him to, uh, to play a bench, the spot start here and there. That's, that's tough for a guy. He's been, has pretty much, he has tons of years of baseball under his belt and he's used to playing every day. So, uh, you know, Terrell is the guy a lot of people thought would take that spot. Obviously, Kyle Wade is another one of these guys that the Yankees still think very, very highly of. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where they go from here, whether or not Tyler Wade is a long-term answer, which I'm not sure that he is, or they're just showcasing him for any potential deals uh, come the trade deadline, who would be a nice sweetener uh, if they make a move for a starting pitcher?
2: Joe, last time we talked, we kind of went over each division like we're going to right now uh, towards the middle of the season. We kind of knew going into this the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros were going to sit atop the American League. Um it seems like right now you can blindfold the entire lineup of the Cleveland Indians and they're going to win this Central Division by default. Uh But that being said, just them separating them from the division and looking at them as a team, they outside of their starting pitching, they really don't impress me the same way they did last year. Do you think they have what it takes to keep up with these top teams right now? Or do you see them kind of falling through the cracks?
0: You know, I don't know. Starting going back to the beginning of the year, I never really bought the Indians. Um, you know, some things, a lot of things in baseball are just unquantifiable. Right, you can't, you just can't put a number on things. Sure, uh, you know the stats are a little of the day, but after last year's ALBS loss to the Yankees, I, I, I just got the feeling that the magic's over in Cleveland. Um, it's just, it's just a gut thing. Obviously, guys aren't having great years. Jason Kipnis, we all know about his deal and. Uh, they tried shopping Edwin and Corrales on before the season, um, so maybe they knew something you didn't. I don't know, but yeah, I don't really. Given how bad that division is, and for the first pretty much two two months of the season, they didn't have a team over 500 in that division. So they're still better than the White Sox. Obviously, they're still better than the Twins and the Tigers are playing well above what everybody thought they would be. But are they? I, I don't see them as a the caliber of, of the Yankees and the Astros, or even you know challenging them in a series. I I just don't see it. I don't see unless they make a huge move for somebody. I, I know they've been in talks for Manny Machado, which would surprise me. Um, but that would be to me that would be a signal that they know that this one is over because I doubt Machado would resign in Cleveland if they were to land him. I know it's a lot of air spot. Uh I don't really see I do see that happening. So no, I'm not really buying Cleveland. I never really did. Uh they'll still win that division easily. Um the twins have disappointed, but yeah, I don't I don't really see them as a serious contender this year for the for championship
2: year. I just don't see that the Indians have what it takes to go out and get a big player right now. I mean yeah. you depleted your top guys getting Miller a couple years ago. I don't think they have what the what the Orioles would ask for at this point for Machado.
0: I think every day that passes for the, for the Orioles, uh, to trade Manny Machado, I think the price drops a little bit. Um, because at some point you, you just have to, you have to unload the guy, right? And I think teams know that and that's kind of why they're waiting. Where, wherever he goes, he's going to go. Wherever he goes, I don't think a team is going to give up, you know, four or five top quality guys. I think you're looking at maybe two top 15 prospects, you know, the top baseball, top 100 prospects. I don't really think they're going to get as much as they hope, which is, you know, kind of backwards thinking considering that if they were to trade him before the season, I really don't think that they would have gotten as much. And if you're playing to the desperation of teams heading into the deadline, you know, really need a bat, you know, too much like Dodgers, uh, if they were, if they were to make that move, you know, I don't, I, I see them having the prospects to get it done, but I'm not sure what the level of prospect they'll give up for him. So. You know, if, if you're talking the Indians, every day the passes is kind of a blessing for them. Um, I don't, again, I don't really see him ending up there. There's a lot of rumors swirling right now. There's like five teams in the mix with Machado. I think it's probably down between the Dodgers and and, and uh maybe Philly. Uh, Philly really wants to make that move, um, but as of now, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Uh, we'll see what he, we'll see what the Orioles get, but it's not going to be as much as people think.
1: All right. Well, we wanted to open this interview up with talking about the Red Sox, but apparently Chris can't read format sheets correctly. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to ask you, <laughs> since they <laughs> are the
0: <laughs> since
1: the Red Sox are the Yankees' biggest rivals, and it looks like it's going this thing's going to be a dogfight to the end. What area of the Red Sox do you think needs the most improvement and do you think that they're going to go out there and make a big-time move to bolster their team for the stretch run here?
0: Uh, it's, it's so hard to say because I've, I've said before that I think that the Red Sox would probably, before the season, I, I really felt that the Red Sox were probably the most complete team in the American League. Um, you know, cover your ears, Yankee fans. Sorry I'm saying this on a Yankee podcast. But, you know, I... I it's it's tough to see them slowing down, especially you know, any any everything that people are saying about how good of a job Aaron Blue is doing. Alex Cora has been matching him step for step in Boston, and um, you know the, the second half is going to be is going to be a big question mark for them because we know that Chris Dale hasn't historically been that big time second half pitcher. He kind of wanes down the stretch. Uh, their rotation is still a bit of a question mark to me, especially at the back end. They've been hitting, their lineup has been hitting lefty pitchers better as of late, but still not great. Though so their OPS is about 150 points lower, uh, against lefties than it is righties, I believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, what they're going to do, it, it's tough. They need, they need bullpen help. Uh, outside of Campbell, you know, they have lots of injuries in the bullpen. I just don't see what they do. It's tough right now because they're so set in so many spots. I mean, that's your, that's your pretty much your everyday starting lineup for the next 10 years. So, uh, I think they need pitching help. Uh, I think they'll, they'll probably make a move for a guy who that guy's going to be remains to be seen. I, I still think we're a few weeks away from really finding out who's going to be out of it and who's going to be on the market. So, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say that Boston probably will try and ante up for the bullpen, uh, maybe the back end of the rotation, but, uh, it's still tough to say a little early.
1: Alright, Joe, we wanted to get your take on the Seattle Mariners here. Uh, right now they currently sit a game behind the Houston Astros in a loss column. They were up in the, that division for a little while there, and what did Houston reel off? 12, 13 wins in a row to, before they were able to catch him, and they, they've been sticking with them step for step here. Is Seattle for real? And, uh, also, uh, in the AL West there, does Houston have, um, another Verlander up their sleeve this year, a guy that maybe you're not expecting them to go and grab but can really help bolster them down the stretch? Uh,
0: no, I'm, it, every day that passes, it gets harder and harder to, to discount Seattle, right? I mean, they're going to make the playoffs this year, whether it's a wild card or um or the division. I don't see them winning the division. But, so. you know, I, I, I didn't buy Seattle before. I'm still not one hundred percent in on them. James Paxton after the Eagle landed on him, he's been on quite the run. Uh, I'm still not really in love with their rotation. Felix Hernandez hasn't been uh Felix Hernandez coming up, you know, as a nineteen year old you well, know, age will do that to a guy, right? And lots and lots of innings on that arm. So I'm still not really buying Seattle. As far as Houston is concerned, I don't really think they're gonna go out and get another guy. i said this before and I said it, you know, a few minutes ago that Sometimes things in baseball are unquantifiable, right? Like You can't put a number on it. And you just get the feel from Houston and, and Justin Verlander especially that they weren't going to rest on their laurels, maybe like the Cubs did in the first half of last year after winning the World Series. You kind of felt that they were going to really, really go for it again. They they're seemed like a super hungry team. Um, they it, it really remind me of those 90s Yankees teams. Uh, lots of great, lots of heart. Um, they never never take a day off. Uh, they've been a little up and down this year, especially earlier in the year. It was funny because Seattle was probably Seattle, a few weeks ago Seattle was in first place, and then the following week they were down uh, four and a half games, <laughs> and it's like that came out of nowhere, right? Uh, so I, I still think Houston's for real. I don't think they're really going to make a trade for a guy. I know Pipel's been was so so this year, and and he's been the uh, recipient of a lot of criticism, but. I still think they're so good. They're so deep. Um, guys are guys are really performing every day. I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. I also don't see them making a the trade uh, unless it's to stop another team from maybe the Yankees maybe trying to jump in there to make a move. But I don't really see that. I don't see that happening.
1: See so the thing that worries me about Seattle, if I was a Mariners fan, and I don't know, maybe I'm I'm just thinking too much into this, is that they came up. Uh well they came across the country here to play the Yankees and Red Sox and then they what? they went I believe it was one and five in those uh, six games. Does that concern you at all that maybe they stepped up in competition there and then they didn't really perform well against the Yankees and the Red Sox? Yeah, I don't think that
0: that's entirely inaccurate. Um, you know, that's that's a problem for teams. Anytime they're going uh you're going coast to coast, that's gonna it's a big adjustment, right? This little game with, with humans and guys that are not used to waking up at certain times or uh, that'll, that'll mess with the team. Big long road trips on the West Coast obviously always hurt. Uh, they can hurt, uh, East Coast teams a lot. So, yeah, I, I really think that baseball this year, especially in the American League, there's the top, you know, there's, there's the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros in no particular order. And then there's just kind of everybody else. Uh, those teams were good. Everybody predicted and expected them to be good and they're well delivering and again, I really don't buy Seattle. Uh, you know, even with Al I know they've been hitting a little bit. Um, they're going to have to trip water until he gets back to really make a run at the division, which I still don't see happening uh, in the second half. So we'll see how it pans out. But uh, I, don't, I don't put Seattle in that same class, not yet. Uh, they still need pitching help, and I don't see where that's coming for them.
2: Joe, I'm a big believer in, you know, you're a champion until you're not anymore. Until you, until someone else wins it, you're the champions. You're the best team in baseball, and that's the Houston Astros right now. But putting all of that aside, just from what you've seen within the first half of this year, have the Yankees or the Red Sox kind of taken a step above them, do you think? Would you say that the Astros are truly the best uh, talented team in the American League right now?
0: Oh, man. Uh... It's such a it's such a hard question to answer. I think all three teams have a concern. I think the Yankees, if you had to nitpick right now, uh a lot of their a lot of their scoring has come via the home run the last month or so, which was not the case the first two months of the season. Uh especially when they went on their on their winning streak where they were beating teams in a million different ways. Uh the Red Sox need bullpen help and and you know, I just don't I still think the Astros—they are, are the team to beat—but it is—it is so close between those three teams. Uh, the Yankees are—the Yankees are probably you know two a tied right there with, with Boston, but again, it is—it is so razor thin. Uh, Astros lineup just doesn't let up. I, I know the Yankees—the Yankees are the same thing, but I love their—I love the Astros rotation. All these guys are performing. Uh, ever since that Verlander trade this year, you know, who would have thought that Gerrit Cole would go off like he did? The answer is nobody. And anybody that tells you that is lying because when you look at Gerrit Cole's numbers in, in years past, they haven't been anywhere near what he was doing this year. So, yeah, I still like the Astros the best. Just on the on the strength of their pitching, they still need bullpen help. They're going to need a, a big, a few, maybe one or two big time arms at the back of that bullpen to really lock it down, but yeah, I I still think that they're probably the best team in the A.L.
2: right now. With the Angels kind of falling apart here, not that... I I mean, I never really took the Angels seriously, but they were playing good ball for a while. Uh, With them falling off the face of the earth here, uh, all the teams we just talked about, the Yankees, Red Sox, Astros... Uh, Indians and Seattle it's it's almost like the American League is a lock for the playoffs right now is there any team you see maybe surprising us and uh, winning that second wild card maybe maybe the Oakland A's have been talked about but uh, is there any team that sticks out to you that could uh, win that second wild card? Well uh,
0: the Orioles aren't mathematically eliminated yet but uh, <laughs> I can see no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding uh, you know it's Yeah, you brought up. You up Oakland, and Oakland has had a a very good, a very very good offense all year. Better than expected, I guess we should say. But yeah, I really—it's tough to see any of these teams. I mean, again, the Twins, who were my like sexy pick to try and make one at a wild card spot this year, have not played up to expectations, and uh, I don't see them really doing or making any noise in the second half. I think that division, division, Central, is pretty much. Pretty much set the AL West. I mean, the, the Otani news hurts the Angels a lot. I know he's coming back to hit, but um, I, I think that hurts them. And again, I I never really bought them this year. Uh, they were talented. They made moves, you know, obviously Kinsler and, and and locking up up in, But they were another team that I never really I never really bought just based on depth alone. And, and depth wins and plays uh, in today's baseball. Uh, that's how good teams win. Good teams have great depth. So. Yeah, I don't really see any other team. The only team that could really that stands out to me that's been a real, real surprise to me has been the Rays, uh, and the way that they've played good teams really hard lately. Obviously, the Yankees—they swept the Yankees. Uh, they played Houston before that, and beat the Houston. I'm going to say two out of three. Uh, so they could play spoiler, but I don't really see them uh, making a run for a wild card spot. There are a lot of there are a lot of bad teams in the American League this year. It's really apparent. So. I don't really see it changing,
1: any other team getting hot. It's truly tough to say. You can't really predict that either. All right, Joe. Well, we'll reintroduce you here. Uh, Joe Rivera, the Sporting News, uh, joins the NYY Sports Talk podcast uh, once again. We love having Joe on, just not for uh, his Yankee opinions and analysis, but Joe does a great job going around the league. But we do want to switch back into the New York Yankees here. I know a lot of people think that the Yankees need starting pitching help, and I, I do tend to agree with it, but this this uh, staff has kind of, uh, I guess, exceeded expectations here. Do you still expect Brian Cashman to go out there and make a move and grab a starting pitcher? And if so, who do you think would be that guy that they're bringing in here?
0: Yeah, You know, for me, that if, if they're going to go out and get a guy, I know that there's been a lot of talk with Jay Happ, but... And given his career, is JH a guy you really want to uh, trust down the stretch? I know that you're kind of making that move with the Red Sox in mind, being that they can't really hit lefties. But I understand JH comes off the books, but where are you giving up to get him? The name that I've kept bouncing around in my head, uh, and given the state of the NL West, um, is, is Madison Bumgarner. Uh, you know, he's really going to take a nose dive. It's going to take a lot for a team to trade for him. Uh, he's got another, he's got a point, I want to say a point, a, a team option next year for $12 million, so the money's not bad. Uh, Left hander, you know, he's done it in the postseason. Great numbers in his career. Uh, some injury issues, but, you know, it's more of a freak injury type stuff that you really, uh, you can't predict. It's not like he's he's had hamstring issues or, or arm issues. Uh, Madison Baumgarner is a name that I will see what the Giants do. They've been hanging around, hanging around, uh, even with the LaVoria injury. Um, it's going to take a lot, though, to get that done. I think, too, Cole Hamels is a name that, that really, I would, I would say, to the Yankees. You kind of hope that if they do make a move, that Hamels is akin to Verlander last year. Where
1: That's what I keep saying, Joe. That's my you know, thought process I, there, that maybe know, getting him into... A guy with a postseason pedigree and getting him into a pennant race. Not saying he will be what Justin Verlander was, but just to revitalize him. And maybe he could slot in you know, with CeCe and Severino in that rotation in the postseason.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's, that's the way I look at it. I mean, his numbers have kind of taken a bit of a dip the last few weeks. Uh, he's pitching to a feeling, uh, FIP feeling independent, pitching overseeing. Uh, he's giving up a, a few more home runs than he usually does in the square. Maybe that's because how warm it is in Texas. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, I always viewed Hamels as a guy that's—he's a competitor. Uh, he's a guy that's going to give give you everything he's got. The Yankees have seen him before. Uh, they've spoken with, with they've spoken with Hamels before. Uh, so I, I think that when it comes to prospects, you probably won't have to give up a lot to get him. And I think that there aren't many other teams who would really value Hamels in that role, uh, even if they need starting pitching. So I think Hamels is a guy that makes a lot of sense for the Yankees. Uh, Texas is probably going to be sellers at the deadline. If I, have to, I mean, and they have some some names to sell off too. I mean, Beltre has been dangled out there, Hamels obviously, and and a few other guys. Since who choose a name. He's putting up a great season, even though he's in say age, 35 years. So. Yeah, Hamilton's is a name that makes a lot of sense. He could probably be had at a decent price, too, and I think he swats very, very well into the Yankees' uh, the rotation.
2: Joe, we got a few quick hitters for you here. Uh, first one being, how long is Greg Bird's leash?
0: Ooh, that's, that's a good question. I, the Yankees always viewed him as the, as the future everyday second baseman. I don't think that's changed yet. I think Boone has done a very good job with this team. Uh, giving guys, giving guys chances and letting them work through their issues, and not really killing their confidence. So, I, I still think we have to see a lot worse from Greg Bird. I know he's still hitting around 200, but he's showing signs of life at the dish. He's hitting a lot of balls hard, uh, which is a good indicator of someone breaking out of it. So, I think there's a long way to go, uh, or one injury to go uh, before that's really up. But I think he's still got, he still got plenty of time.
2: Is Aaron Hicks a top 10 center fielder? <sighs>
0: He's, words of Aaron Boone—he's turning into a dude, right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, this is this is what the Yankees expected when they traded for him. Uh, when they traded John Ryan Murphy for him, yeah, it's still—I think it's still a little early to say. I want to see him play out the rest of the year, Uh given his production as of late. Um, I think you know, if, you, if you're a Yankee fan, you want to put him in that class. You'll get some debate, but if you're talking about it, you're probably looking at probably the back back end of the of top ten center fielders right now, but. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that he's getting into that, that uh, level right now with this play. And one more quick aside the funny thing is that Aaron Hick really started hitting when Frazier was called we up. We
2: say it all the at time. The end
0: of, at the end of May. So maybe he's a guy that, and I know he's not on the team now, but maybe Hicks is a guy that needs that competition knowing someone's breathing down his neck. Sure. Um, to try and take his job. Because there are plenty of guys like that in baseball and across all sports. So he's getting there.
2: Yankees first half MVP. Who is it?
0: Got to be Severino, right? Um, he's, he's been everything that he's been everything that they they could have asked for in an ace. I know he had the bad start to Boston earlier in the year when it was still cold, but even when he's not right on the mound, he still finds a way to win. And that's you know going out there every every fifth day and and, and seeing Severino on the mound. You say to yourself, this is a win day. Uh, we got to do everything to got the win. He's going to give you six or seven innings of, of three-hit, one-one ball, and that's what you want from an ace. And given how ineffective Sun Gray has been at times, and DC going through the injury and Tanaka going through the injury, this guy's been a lock. So it's, I think it has to be Severino. He's given them an ace, which they haven't had in a long, long time. And, I, and a lot of Yankee fans are probably really thankful now that they didn't uh, trade Severino to uh, the Rockies for Troy Trillisky like they wanted So <laughs> Oh, my ago. God. I just Magic? threw up in my
1: mouth.
2: Jesus. I mean, look, Sevi is a no-brainer MVP of this team right now. I just want to make a quick comment, though. Runner-up uh, has to be Araldis Chapman right now. I mean, I am actually—I never thought I'd say this—but I'm getting to a point where I feel confident with him coming into a ball game. Like I'm not always at the edge of my seat like I used to be. Yeah,
0: I think last year was a really was a really weird year for him. Um, Given, given his use in, in the World Series the year before. So, yeah, I think that's, that's fair. He's really giving you that lockdown closure at the back half. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't make it exciting, which is what he's got. I know people, are not at the fastball, you know, hitting 104 on the gun again, that's, that's, you know, that's a lot of speed. That's a lot of juice there. But, um, yeah, I think that he's, he's, after last year, you're kind of saying to yourself, hey, well, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's not, you know what he used to be—at least the year before, or the year before that—but
2: this year he's quieted a lot of critics for sure. Joe, I have last one from me. I've heard you say it a couple times. Christian and I and Stack Guy Rye over here, big Boone supporters. Uh, we think he's done a great job with this team. Where do you grade? I guess what do you want to do here, Christian? A through F, one through ten. No, give him a letter. Since my give, wife give is him a, a my wife's grade. a
1: teacher, so I'm used to getting graded. Like uh, my housework has been a D plus lately, uh, you know, stuff like that. So give Aaron Boone uh, a, a managerial letter grade. grade. A man, yeah, a letter. Right. Gra- <laughs> let me let me uh, let me pull step brothers
0: and let me interview you guys. Right? <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's, what's the what's the what's the Yankees record right now?
2: Fifty six and twenty eight.
0: Okay, so they're 28 games over 500. My math is right. Correct. And this is Boone's first year as a manager. Correct. right? Correct. And they are in the running for the AL East. Right. They,
2: they are and, very deep in the running.
0: And many people would say that they're probably a World Series contender. Absolutely. That's you know what that's an A in my book. I'm not going to give them an A plus uh, because we still we have to get to the I think we have to get to the halfway point. But the most impressive thing to me about Alan Boone is, there, is how two things. You know, when he says something, he means it. Um, He said before the season that he really valued, this is like the anti-Joe Girardi, but he said before the season that he really values innings from his starters, right? And when guys are going good and they're pitching well in the game, he'll let them go. Joe Girardi, you saw a lot of times last year, especially guys with you 75, 80 pitches in the sixth inning and he'll pull the plug and go to the bullpen. That's that's a really, really easy way to burn out your bullpen late in the season. Um, but I think doing that, that's been a key for him, knowing how to manage a ninja a rotation in a bullpen. I think letting guys work through things and the other thing that really impresses me about what he's done is watching his press conferences, his breathing press conferences, they ask him about a guy who's struggling, and you know they'll say he'll say he's close. So he's close, you know he's almost there. So, and more often than not, his, his loyalty has been, has been rewarded to certain guys. So I, I really think that Boone's done a great job. He's navigated a lot of tough waters, obviously the stand in effectiveness earlier in the year, just sticking by his guy. Um, just looking like he knows how to do this job. I don't think there's been any, I mean, there's certain things, you know, not bunking runners over every now and then. Again, the reliance on the home runs a little concerning, but. Yeah, I think Boone's done a, a fantastic job for this first season. I think everybody loses sight, of, loses sight of that. With a team that's as deep as this, sure, other guys could manage it too. But the fact that he's doing it, nobody else—that's that's that's a high grade problem.
2: Joe, I really think you hit you hit it right on the head there. I I completely agree.
0: You know, it's again, it's he, he's a guy that took. A, you look at a team like, and I'll always bring this up. You look at the team like the Nationals a few years ago, right? They hired Matt Williams and the Nationals were an incredibly talented team. And where did the Nationals finish two years? They finished around 85 wins and they didn't make the playoffs. They bring in Dusty Baker and, you know, say what you want about his postseason, his postseason record, his postseason resume, but he gets teams to win. So lots of things can go wrong when you have manager, when you have first year managers, right? Uh, so I think the fact that, you know, all these guys that are first year managers, Cora, Boone, uh, to a lesser extent, Davey, uh, Davey Martinez down in, in Uh, And Washington hasn't had a great year. But, you know, it's it's a very, very different thing coming from the broadcast group sitting on the bench and being down there with the action. And I think Bloom has handled everything uh, very, very well uh, to this point in the
1: season. All right, Joe. You know, I always got to sneak in my uh, WWE question when we have you on. I got to admit, I'm not really... In love with the product right now. I know it usually happens to me at this time of year because I'm so invested in the Yankee season, so I I kind of tune out uh, WWE for a little bit. But it just seems like it's worse this year, and especially on the Raw brand. I guess maybe I'm thinking that it's the lack of a champion out there. You know, there's what are these guys really fighting for if the if the brand's champion uh, is never on the on the show? Um, so. Really, what it comes down to is it a safe assumption to say that finally Brock Lesnar will lose the Universal Championship at SummerSlam?
0: Uh, I don't think it's safe. Um, and, and, you know, one, as a fan, and I'll always say this just as an aside as a fan, you could be a fan of anything, anything in the world, baseball, you know, football, you know, cross dressing, whatever you want to do. You know, that's totally cool. Um, nobody's going to judge you for it. So being critical of something is, is just part of being a fan of something. So uh, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a safe assumption that Block walks out, uh, out not the Universal Champion anymore. Um, we've thought it in the past, the last three times. Uh, we thought at WrestleMania he wouldn't be the champion, and then he left champion. We thought at Greatest Royal Rumble he wouldn't be the champion, and then he left champion. So. Uh, I don't think it's a safe assumption, and yeah, the product's not great, but as long as they're raking in money, man, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, and they have no reason to change, at least in their eyes, um, as long as stock prices continue to store in there, uh, continue to soar in there, and they're making billions of dollars off these TV deals, so.
1: Well, Doug, uh, I'll tell you yeah. this, everybody laughed at me when they had the IPO and I bought those shares. Now no one's laughing at me no more. I'm Listen, still laughing dang,
0: <laughs> if there's anything they've done very well uh over the last ten uh ten years is public relations right. The Chris Benoit murder homicide was, was that was that's the bottom of the bow. Um and they were hit with a few things before that and then the steroid allegation, PSPN ran that uh steroid story a few years later. Um they've done everything right from a from a public relations standpoint now. Um so I I think that as long as uh, you're seeing that the reason why you're seeing the NBA is, you know, the stock price uh, the, the interest in the product is continuing to soar is because They know how to run their product and they know how to present their product To advertisers. It's not so much the fans, so As long as that keeps happening, as long as they know how to how to sell their product It's going to keep going the way it is, so uh, It's not changing anytime soon, but at least there's NXP to look forward to
2: Joe, you know how, like, NASA has, like, a control room with, like, a bunch of different television screens? That's kind of how I picture you with, like, every team on a different television screen, watching every different sport, plus wrestling. That's the only way I can gauge you having this much knowledge around the league and then plus Christian's... Idiotic WWE questions that he throws in there.
0: Listen, it, it's it's more like me riding a unicycle uh, juggling <laughs> some bowling pins and uh, and a plate on the other hand with a, with a beach ball on my head. You know, it's it's more it's more like that than just being the mastermind and the controller. But, you know, it's it's uh you know if you, you want to talk to Jet football, I can do that. You know, I do I do a little bit of everything. So, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's my life. So we no.
2: always appreciate Enjoy. your time, man. We we appreciate you coming on. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we'll touch base before the postseason comes. Um, again, thank you for your time. Christian, I'm sure you, wanna, uh, you have anything else wrestling-wise that you need to get out of your system now.
1: Yeah, Joe, should I hit him with the Tombstone, the RKO, the Stone Cold Stunner, or should I make him tap out with the Yes Lock? What should I do?
0: Listen, I'm I'm a big fan of submission, so if you, yeah. can, uh, you can give him a nice kick, nice kick to the gut, and then drop him down into a sharpshooter, and, and just you know bask in the glory of knowing he's tapping behind you, uh, <laughs> with no left no rest to
1: stop it. I think that's uh, that might be your best set. Joe. As always, man, stellar job. We always appreciate you coming on. That's Joe Rivera, the Sporting News. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Joe, thanks a lot for doing the pod again. Thanks, pal.
0: Gentlemen, no problem. Thanks
1: for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, we're back here on episode 57 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. That was an interview with Joe Rivera of the Sporting News. Uh, So when can I put you in the sharpshooter? Me? Yeah, you. He said I have to tap you out. You're not strong enough to even get me (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Plus I have a box cutter in my hand. See, I'm going to... Challenge you like a man to a duel with fisticuffs, and you threatened to kill me with a box cutter. Did you hide
3: the screwdriver? I, I don't see it. Did
2: it's behind you now?
1: I don't have to prove
2: shit if I'm killing you, right? I could tell people I slit your throat well, with my bare hands. Well, obviously you can can't you guys sl- get through one episode without <laughs> getting
1: into murder, murder, murder. All right. Anyway, uh, we completely forgot to mention this while we were. Uh, talking about Mr. Drury earlier. Uh, Tyler Wade was called up. Great. <laughs> okay. I'd rather, I'd seriously rather
2: stab my eyeballs with, with a fork than watch him take is. another major league at bat. Seriously.
1: Here's what I don't understand is if Walker's going to get the lion's share of the playing time, like I said earlier, right? That means the majority of the time he's going to be batting left-handed because he's going to face the majority of right-handed hitters. So if right. you think Walker is weaker from the right side, what is Tyler Wade's role on this team? And can I can I say something also? He's not, you're not going to bat a— you're not There's gonna,
2: 11 games left yeah. for the All-Star break. Tyler Wade shouldn't see an at-bat unless, A, we're winning like 13 nothing. Or if in case Neil Walker gets hurt,
0: well, here's there's I, no
2: reason why Neil Walker can't
1: play 11 straight games. Uh, oh, the
2: doubleheader—that's it.
1: I think you realistically see Walker nine out of the 11 games. That's ridiculous. Should be 10. It's ridiculous. Why I'm not sorry. play 12 out of 11? Well,
2: you're talking about a guy who you want to see get a bunch of at bats, right? So well, nine what the out hell of 11 to sit for—he's been sitting all season. Nine out of 11 games isn't enough for you? No, 10. Right. the only game I see that he has to sit is one of the double-header one of the double header games okay that's more than fair jury will get his at-bats when I'm sure Andrew Harden needs another day right he just had two but we need to give him one more before the all-star break right so and baby jury plays a little first who knows I want to see Neil Walker get at bats and you know what if he this is his time to shine. And he doesn't have to be f- incredible, but he needs to show the Yankees that he's here for a reason. <clears throat> and if he doesn't, if he plays these 10 out of 11 games, 9 out of 11 and he completely doesn't show up, he's gone. Fair? I think Tyler Is that fair w- to say?
1: Yeah. I think Tyler Wade is up here because the Yankees don't have a guy that can play shortstop right now. And and backup and he right can now. run. And he can run. He's a big threat on the bases. And here's another thing. I just... I'm not going on another rant here, but I'm going to ask our fans to just do their homework. Don't tell me... Don't come on Twitter and tell us, well, why isn't Ronald Torres being called up? Ronald Torres is dealing with a family situation right now, okay? I think it's fair for fans to...
2: Say that there's not much publication on the fact that.
1: But if I've, tr- but if I've, if the Yankees have said it,
2: sees every tweet. But out what about? There,
1: all right, so how close are you paying attention to the team when Aaron Boone said maybe it five pe- times in the last two days? Maybe
2: people don't have the availability to watch. I don't think people asking us what's going on with Torres is the worst thing. Some people saying it's ridiculous that he's not doesn't have his priorities straight. That's a different story.
1: But, yeah, go ahead and inform the people who
2: still don't
1: know. Ron Torres is away from the team. He's dealing with a family situation right now. As far as we know from the information we've been given, it has something to do with the health of his wife. I don't want to speculate on anything, but obviously it's serious enough right. that the Yankees put him on an uh, inactive-slash-restricted list that he's not with the team anymore. Sounds like she has the flu. No, like she- something's got to be going on. And what really it just goes to show, like, how heartbreaking it is for Ronald Torres, is his father remarried and just had twin girls and one of the twins In January,
2: died. January, yeah. She just passed away. She was she had
1: to be, what, six, almost seven months old? So, you, I mean, this guy's going through a lot of stuff right now. Where I don't blame him if baseball's not at the forefront of his mind right now. No, but you know
2: what? Maybe he comes back and he finds a role on this major league club
1: and... And thinking about all that, and I think maybe that is more why Judge gives him the high five. Could be. Than him just not being on the team anymore. But I think the team, and this might sound stupid to people,
2: but I believe that things like this do happen. When Torres does come back and knock wood, hopefully he does and everything's okay with his family and his wife and whatever's going on. I think when he comes back, this team's gonna petition for him to be called back up, and for the Yankees to find a role for him. I really, really believe that, because they're gonna want him with this
1: team.
3: Well, he'll be up in September, definitely.
1: Sure. All right, so let's. We gotta to touch on the games that played this past week. We last pod was released before the Sunday night game, so let's just go through this ninety seconds, two minutes tops on each game, real quick. Uh, there's no need to beat a dead horse. Everybody wanted us to discuss Glaber. We got the Joe interview. So uh, Sunday night, Yanks win the series against Boston. Shellacked David Price, and I've never been more happy to be wrong in my
2: life. <laughs> I said it was going to be close, but I said the Yankees would win at least. Uh, I knew
3: David Price was going to. Yeah, tagged. you called it a million times.
1: Price time. tag. Price tag. Uh, the two things I take away from this game. Hashtag is price tag. On the um, on the the big stage, Sunday Night Baseball, Luis Severino stamped himself as one of the premier starters in Major League Baseball now. And
2: what did I say?
1: You said it was the a big statement game. biggest statement
2: game he will have in his career. And the next day I turned the radio on and the first words I heard uttered were, I think Luis Severino... Might just be the best pitcher in Major League Baseball.
3: Six and two-third innings, two hits, six strikeouts, lowers his ERA to 1.98.
2: My God.
1: And you know what I noticed about him? Maybe it was just the Red Sox approach against him not wanting to get in deep counts. He induced a lot of weak contact.
2: He did. For the first time, really, because either guys are hitting the ball in the air off of him, it seems like, or he's striking a bunch of guys out. He He had guys off
1: balance all night long. And another guy that made a big statement now that we even brought it up in the interview with Joe, now you're hearing Aaron Hicks' name thrown around as he's maybe a top 10 center fielder in Major League Baseball. got cracked know, how could you three say home runs in the game on uh, Sunday night. For now, uh, listen. And Hicksy is, he's you're, Hicks, you're back to being Hicksy now. Hicksy, I like him again. This is the guy, the guy that we've seen in the last 15, 20 games or whatever, this is the guy is the that Brian Cashman has a
2: man crush on. Before the season started, I told you that I felt Aaron Hicks was a twenty, what I say,
1: twenty-five, 25 to 30. thirty home run guy. Yeah. Now with this barrage of power, it's not a, it's not inconceivable no. to think <laughs> that. Kidding me? If he if he
2: ends with less than twenty five home runs Something with where, what he's shown yeah. us, something's gone wrong.
1: I just feel like he's still an oblique strain away. He's he just, could that, be. That oblique strain.
2: But coming. he's teased us a few times. Like, he's hit the ball off his foot. He went into first base wrong a couple times. And you're like, there it is. And Higgy. He goes down, holds his leg. Higgy finally Higgy. gets on the board. <laughs> Wait, we should just start bashing players more. Because I swear to God, I listened to the pot again. We're like, great. Fucking Kyle Higashioka's coming up. Automatic out.
1: Guy couldn't hit a fucking beach ball if they threw it at him. Three home runs. But. Can, can we, can we come back off the ledge here, Yankee fans? He's not a replacement for No, Gary no, Sanchez. he is. He is. I've seen, come I on. saw tweets today. That said, we should trade Gary Sanchez. We have Romine and Higashioka. They could catch. The guy's still batting 100.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. But let, and let me just get to something really, really quick. Then let's get to the next game. But I tweeted during the game when this was my biggest, uh, gripe with Aaron Boone on Friday night. When he pinch hit Neil Walker for Kyle Gashioka, Friday?
1: That no, was that was Monday. Monday against oh the Braves. Oh, my gosh. All right, so get there when we get to All the right, Braves. Fine, that okay, was, I'll get there. That was that was your last point about the Red Sox series? Yes, period. that's... What's...
2: No, you're the one who brought up Kyle No, because he got his okay. first
1: major league hit there. Tyler. Man, so,
2: Tyler, Tyler Higashioka. No, he had his first oh, major yes, league Sunday hit against night. Sunday
1: night. Right, right.
2: Tyler
3: right. Higashioka. Sorry.
1: Okay. Tyler. Tyler. Buster. <laughs> Um, what was the last thing I was going to say is it's, it's weird though, right? The Yankees and Red Sox are so evenly matched, right? They're going to, this division's not going to be won by more than two games. No. I said and five
2: all, before the season.
1: And all three of these games were blowouts. Crazy. So moving on to the Braves here, which I, I went to the game Monday night, um, and I was, was sitting in the stadium. I was going over some stats while I was waiting for the game to start. And I texted this to you. I don't know how many people realized that going into the game Monday, that these were the two teams with the two highest winning percentages in each of their respective leagues. I, I mean, I
2: knew the Braves were having a great year. I didn't realize they had the highest winning percentage in the National
1: League. I'm not going to lie. So uh, that was uh, Jonathan Luizica's uh, start. And then he got sent down after the game. Which just briefly, I don't really see. It's not really a big that big of a deal. Nah. The Yankees know that he he's probably going to get called up uh, Monday. day to that
3: double header, right? Yeah, is that ten yeah.
1: days though? Is that, that I don't know. I don't think that's ten Sheffield. days. It, do, it doesn't matter. It, oh, that's, that's that right because he's the twenty six man. twenty six man. You're right, Ryan. Right. right. Look, that's why you stacked that. That's Ronald. why we have you, dog.
3: <laughs> he's also on an innings limit.
1: Can I make my point now? Year. Yeah, go ahead.
2: My biggest gripe with Aaron Boone on Monday night was not that he didn't pitch hit Brandon Drury for Bird. It was when he pinch hit Neil Walker for Kyle Higashioka. And I'm not saying that because I think Kyle Higashioka is this incredible hitter that hits bombs and would have come through there. My point was... Hashtag Higgy Bombs. Higgy Bombs. My point was, why are you pinch hitting a guy who is just as much of an automatic out as Kyle Higashioka is in that, in that spot? At least Kyle Higashioka has given you something to feed off of in the last few games. The kid's riding high right now. He just had his first major league hit that was a home run. Let him stay up there. Screw it. Put him in the fire, man. Throw him right in the fire. Let him hit there. You never know. Why are you pinch hitting him for Neil Walker, who at the time was hitting 188? I don't care if a lefty was pitching or a righty was pitching. I don't care. That was my only point. I'm not saying Kyle Higashioka should have hit there. I am saying when you compare it to Neil Walker or Kyle Higashioka at that point in time, they're practically the same player. Higashioka has given you something more recent than Walker, so go
1: with it. Well, Twitter thought Aaron Boone had a really bad game on he did. Monday night. He did. I'm was, not going to say it was really bad. No, it, it was, was not a good questionable game. decisions that he made uh, to mainly not bunting. Was it the ninth or the tenth inning when he didn't bunt with Gardner? I think it ready? was not the ninth. But I understood his thought process. That he, he wants Aaron Judge to have the bat in his hands in that no, situation. It's so it's the in. In my opinion, I didn't say it, it was the, the right dumbest. or wrong move, but I'm saying I that- understand
2: his point. I do. I'm not stupid. I get it. I just don't think it's the right mindset to have in that position. Because because of what happened. If you have Gardy bunt, you have a runner on second with one out, right? That's assuming Gardy doesn't
0: beat it out. Beat
2: it out. Cuz he's one of the fastest guys in the league still, so you never know. Right? You bunt who was it? Hicks or Torres? Labor Torres. Labor Torres. You, you bumped singing? him over and then you walk Aaron Judge.
3: Mm-hmm. But instead Gardner But you swung now
2: away. you have one out. You into, a double, play, right? into a double play Now you have one out. Yeah, you might have taken the bat out of Aaron Judge's hands. But you still have Didi and Stanton coming up. It's not like you have fucking uh Tyler Wade coming up. Or Brandon Drury. Or Brandon Drury coming up. <laughs> or at that point in time, Greg Bird. Bird. Right? You still had Dee, Dee and Stanton coming up. But instead, you didn't want to put a runner in scoring position because you didn't want to take the bat out of judges' hands. Well, in my opinion, when you have a lineup that is this stacked, you don't have to worry about that. Your biggest worry is getting that that winning run into
1: scoring position. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Acuna's home run sneaks over the wall. Yanks lose 5-3. to three. That was a very long, plotting yeah, game to get through. that wasn't through. fun. And, you know, not getting home until around 11.30 when I had to be up in four hours was not fun. It was wasn't not fun f-
2: for us either to hear you complain about it. I didn't night. complain about it. You pretty much did. Shut up. And anyway. then, I mean, what do you really want to say about the next two games? I mean... Well,
1: here's what I'll say very quickly This offense here. really woke up? Here's what I'll say. I... You remember when Chip Carey did national games on TBS? Yes. All right, so you never a big fan of Chip Carey. No. He, I think he's atrocious. He's the worst. Beyond the worst. Yes. He's the opposite of what Brandon Drury is. Right. Okay? <laughs> he he still does uh, regional Braves games. Mm-hmm. And Twitter, Braves Twitter, and their. I know, I heard this. And their, uh, and their broadcasters could not stop going out of their way bashing Yankee Stadium and that how these Yankee home runs don't count because they're pop flies. But meanwhile, where, uh, Acuna's home run went out at Yankee Stadium, it's actually a shorter distance. Wherever the hell they, is? it at SunTrust Park or whatever. Yeah, SunTrust. Okay, so it's actually a shorter distance, another <laughs> ballpark than it is at Yankee Stadium. That's great. So you know This is what I love about trolls, which is obviously all they were doing. They never let facts get in the way of their argument. Now that now they were they lost two out of three Yankee Stadium a joke. These are pop flies. Yeah, you know, Judge hit a pop fly home run. Stan hit one two. but you didn't throw back your win from Monday night. Right. Right. This is, a nut, this is what I don't understand. I don't want to go off on a long thing here because the show is running really long. But do do I do I step out of the room, go to the bathroom, get a snack in between innings, and they push the fences back thirty or forty feet for the Yankee opponents, and then when and then right. and then when the Yankees come to back, they put it back to where right. the dimensions are. Said the same thing no. when the Red Sox came to town. No, everybody plays to the same dimensions. Yeah, obviously the Yankees have an advantage because they know how to hit to him. But you can do the same exact thing. Right. And when Ronald Acuna Jr. hits one out using those dimensions. Oh, but that's fine. You have no problem taking the win there.
3: That's fine. Yeah, they mimicked Sterling's call. They said, it is not high. It is not far. It is gone.
1: That's what they did during their broadcast. Wow. So. uh, (laughs) What losers. Tuesday night. Yanks jump out to a six nothing lead. You think this game's in the rocking chair? Then all of a sudden, Herman just loses it in the fifth inning. Man, have you ever
2: have you that was, have you seen a guy in a spiral out of control so quickly? But
1: who comes in and saves the day? AJ Cole, Cole yeah. man, AJ Cole. Well, Warren
3: came in and got the Braves even closer. Right? It was six. Yeah, he when came Warren in the came seven. In, he he came in the in the seven. Warren Two sucks. Running. I'm
1: sick in. of Warren. Yeah. So it was six five. You, you're hanging. You're biting your nails. That you're, I you're, thought they were going to lose yeah. 100%. Corey, bases
3: loaded. He was, I think he had a 3-1 count on a guy he worked back. Yeah, and he did. The K. Well, because... The AJK. AJK. I,
1: I can't really fault Boone for what he did Sunday night. He got all his big guys in the game because they hadn't pitched in a while. And then he needed them on Monday. And then he needed them on Tuesday. Yeah. But... You don't know that going ahead of time and how long it's that, it's that playing, it's that game that you play with your relievers. Right. How long do you let them sit there in the bullpen? So I didn't have a problem with them, with him using his guys Sunday, even in a blowout, because they hadn't pitched in a while. But then it just turned out you needed them. Anyway, so now he was left with a short bullpen on Tuesday night. So now we're looking at Adam Warren being the bridge to, uh, Aroldis Chapman. And then Warren, of course. He sucks. He sucks. Can't get through the two innings that Boone needs him to. So who's coming in to get the biggest outs of the game? My boy. Chasen Shreve. My boy. And you know what? He he rewarded Aaron Boone for his faith in him. I swear to God,
2: I was so, I had, I had to hide my remotes. Like I told my wife to hide my remotes because I thought that Jason Shreve was going to give up the game. I wouldn't even be mad at him. I would have been mad at
1: Warren, and I would have broken my television. But you know what? He gets through it. Stanton, Stanton porched. He porched, porched it. He porched the Braves. So the Yankees get a little bit of breathing room. Chapman comes in. and like Automatic. He, like you said, man, he's been on a different level this year. And the Yankees win. Then we move ahead to July 4th, which was yesterday. Yanks win 6-2. Again, they jump out 5-0. Braves, man... They're a pesky ball club. What more can we say about CC? And man? then there you go, man. CC comes
2: out. I mean, sorry, brain injury. <laughs> I mean, how
1: good can this guy get? That guy, right. Pop me up uh, CC's line from yesterday. I can tell you right now at the top of my head, bro. Can you let him do his job?
3: CC six innings, five hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts. Come on.
2: This is against what you just said. The best winning percentage in the National League. And
1: that's coming off the team with the best winning percentage in In the the American American League. League. Increases his record to six. Where he was even
2: better. Yes. 3.02 3.02 earned run average. Wow. CC. That's why I said I wished he didn't give up that second home run because it really would have taken him under three, I believe. He only gave up one home run. You mean the second The run. second run. That home run for the second run. Sorry.
1: And then we got Stan Judge, and I, we got to put him in that class. Higashioko hit home runs yesterday. Higgy. Higgy. Higgy bombs. Hashtag Higgy bombs. Higgy bombs. Higgy bombs. <laughs> But here's here's right. Did Stan porch that ball yesterday when he hit it 410 feet and went a place that porched it that most left-handed hitters can't even reach? Was that a porch shot? Yeah. Come on, bro. I don't care how
2: how much it clears the wall. I don't care what you want to say about Yankee Stadium. You're just a little bitch if you're complaining about this stadium Whoa. because the Yankees. Whoa
1: the the comments of Christopher Stacy do not reflect the general thoughts a and views bitch of NYY a, sports a bitch talk. is a
2: female dog and i can call people a bitch if i want to you are a baby back bitch if you complain about the about the stadium that the yankees play in just cuz you can't beat this team you're a baby that's back that's all it comes down to you're a baby to. back female dog you're a baby back bitch who can't own up to the fact that the new york yankees quite possibly could be the best team in baseball this year.
1: Any anything else you want to That's say? That's it. You want to throw around any more inflammatory comments that might upset sex of people? It has nothing to do with the sex of people. I said sect. S E C T. S. E. C. T. S. E. C. T. S-E-C-T. Sect. S-E-C-T. sect. I don't know. He doesn't know that word. I don't care. Um Yanks win. Again, I mean Team just keeps taking series. I think they're undefeated in what? Their last 13 home series? Yeah. Uh, now we got uh, off day today. Yanks will head up north of the border to play the Blue Jays next three. We'll be back uh, after the game. We should do after the game Sunday, right? Because they're playing a 107. I thought we are doing a late podcast That's recording. That's next
2: week. That, so we're talking this week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After the game. After the game Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Uh, you know they do Yankees number stumper trivia at the ball game, so we got to uh, we got to do our pod stumper number trivia here. Chad Green, you only know that because your brother said it before. Pinder, <laughs> who the
2: hell is Pinder? Didn't Chad you? Pinder. Chad Pind- no, it wasn't Chad, was it? I don't know. I close
3: Chris
1: Pinder. I thought. Yeah. No, I think Chad Pinder is closer. Brandon. Brandon Pinder, Brandon. yes, Brandon Pinder. It is wow. Pinder pitched with the Yankees. In was he fifty-seven? Did he wear? 57? You remember 15, that? Yeah, fifteen and sixty. No, it's not my. He wore 57? Yes.
2: Hell yeah! He, wow.
1: Do you know Gary Sanchez's killer? <laughs> Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I'll
2: take the offer, plate
1: <laughs> Gary Sanchez's first number when he got called up for that game against Chris Sale was oh, number yeah? fifty-seven. Huh. Uh, other Yankee luminaries to win uh where number fifty seven include Nick Goody. Loser. My friend. No, nah, I like Nick Goody. Uh, man. Rumble.
3: Rumble bro. Who
1: is Karim Garcia? Karim. Uh Drew Henson. Mr. Cocaine himself, Steve Howe. <laughs> Speaking of cocaine, what? I heard some great stories about Ron Washington the other day. <laughs> uh, t- two other quick ones here. Uh, the guy who was also a finalist for the Yankees' job this year, Hensley Mullins. Ugh. So uh, glad Ramiro Mendoza. Vidal Nuno. And the immortal. Uh... Let's see we pick a good one here. Mar- you know, Mark Walls was a Yankee? I don't even know who that is. Jeez, wow. Please pay attention. Mark uh, the- Wahlberg? Did you say mock fucking
2: Wahlberg? All right. <laughs> Can you wrap up the show? I don't know. You were going to tell a
1: story about Ron Washington.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I, I, <laughs> I heard. I think it. I forget who it was. I think it was Joe. Uh, it was talking Rivera? about. How how Ron Washington is such. I mean, an, Joe who? Joe
1: Beningo. Beningo. Well, we just interviewed Joe. Sorry. Rivera.
2: I think he was talking about uh, Ron Washington, how he's just an old school coach. And, like, he doesn't beat around the bush with his players. If a player messes up, he goes right in their face and he tells them what's going on. And they said a lot of coaches out there now won't do things like that anymore. But the players appreciate and respect what Ron Washington does and how he goes about coaching that way. What does that have to do with cocaine? You just brought up cocaine, so it made me (laughs) think of Ron Washington. (laughs) Wow. Were you waiting for a drug scandal that I was going to throw your way? Yeah, I thought there was no. something that
1: we... No. Something came out, something no, juicy. No, no. So, on that note, I think we should wrap up the show. <laughs> I don't only if was the offend females, but also drug addicts in this show. Recovering addicts, right? Anything else you want to... No, I'm good, man. Anybody else you want to offend? No. Maybe little people. No. No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> All uh. right,
1: so... Um, this has been episode 57 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Check out the description to this pod for our social links to our social media accounts. Go to nyysportstalk.com. Swag up. Brand new Glaber Gone t-shirt. Unfortunately, won't be going anywhere for the next 10 to 11 games, but you know, come back fresh. It'll probably, if you order it today, shipping is usually seven to 10 days anyway. So you can come back fresh after the all-star break with your brand new Glaber Torres T-shirt. Dessert. All right, so Stack guy, Rye. Let's uh, go Yanks. That's all you ever
2: have. Numbers and let's go Yanks. Yeah, yeah, what more all do all. you want him to say? You yeah, want man. him to kiss the the Shows longer than uh, Lord of the Rings. Jesus. Uh,
3: I don't know what that is. Great movies.
2: How about this, Stack guy? Rye, you got anything else you want to say before we wrap up, pal?
1: Go Yankees. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, you have a signature goodbye. I wanted to see if Ryan wants to institute Maybe one Maybe one day I'll do signature goodbye, but today it's just go Yankees. All right. So, that guy right. Thanks for your contributions today. <laughs> Again, we want to thank Joe Rivera for coming on. Follow Joe at, on uh, Twitter, at SN And uh, Chris. I kind of like you.
0: Say goodbye.
1: <laughs>